0: Today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. Let's talk pipeline and see if we can find out any more than we uh, knew a couple of days ago. How long is it going to take? What's the next steps? Uh, Where do we go from here? Why was this, what was this process like even 10 years ago? Uh, First of all, before we get to that, let's hear what the Prime Minister had to say uh, as he's touring British Columbia and saying he's going to get the pipeline built in a land where they're trying to stop it. We need to get new markets for our oil resources, uh, and that means uh, opening up uh, in responsible, sustainable ways to the Pacific Ocean. Uh, But again, we're going to take that court ruling and look at how we need to do that in the responsible way. And I guess the big question is, why wasn't that done first? Uh, Let's bring in Dan McTagg, former Liberal MP and Consumer Affairs Critic Analyst, GasBuddy.com. He's with us now. Dan, have you cooled off at all yet?
1: Now, <laughs> I've cooled off, but so the Canadian dollar. And uh, as I tweeted to some people, much to the dismay of some uh, newfound currency experts, I said, if you made 100 bucks last week, this week it's only worth 98 with the depreciation of the loonie. Now, not all that, of course, is related to Trans Mountain, but uh, investors are looking at this long-term uh, big uh, plays in the oil and gas sector, and they're saying uh, Canada is just not a place to put your money, it's not safe. The risk is there. Regulations don't mean uh, the paper they're written on, and so uh, you know, in that kind of an environment, uh, it's really not a, a good situation for Canadians. Uh, our purchasing power has just devalued about two and a half percent in the past week.
0: What do you think the um, What do you think the Prime Minister expected to happen here? Was this all just going to go through? Because you know, again, I'm not, st- I'm still not convinced he wants this
1: thing. Although he yeah, says I, that, I think, uh, yeah. He picked the uh, the route that had the greatest resistance, um, and uh, you know the Trans Mountain was a no brainer because the pipeline was already there. Let's uh, you know let's put that in, in perspective. Energy East, it was half there, and of course uh, what he did approve was Line Three, which of course is already built. They're just replacing the same pipeline. It's still facing some opposition. We don't hear much from that, but that's primarily almost uh, and in fact 100% going to the United States. So. That's uh, not something that uh, foreign-funded, U.S.-funded environmentalists are going to fight because they'll be fighting their own and they'll be really basically dumping in their own litter box, uh, which they're not likely to do, and that's only because Americans want to continue to enjoy buying Canadian oil for 37 bucks a barrel and selling it back to Vancouver motorists with about a 60-cent-a-litre premium. Now, I'm saying that in tongue-in-cheek, but that's the reality. Uh, we're selling our oil cheap to the United States. They like that, and they're able to make a lot of money. Uh, the loss annually just on uh, the 2.5 billion uh, million barrels we sell every day to the United States via pipeline, another 200,000 by rail, works out to about 70 million a day. That's a 25 billion dollar loss, if you like, uh, as my grandfather would say, a kick in the pants of the Canadian economy. And that doesn't include the anywhere from 60 to 104 billion, 140 billion dollars that has fled the country over the past uh, 24 months because uh, no one wants to put any more money in this industry.
0: And some may not understand how this means cheap oil for the United States, but basically we've got we've got a, a large supply here, and if we can't yep. get it to other markets, we have to sell it cheaply to them.
1: Yeah, they've got us over a barrel. Yeah. We're the only market they've got. And if you don't want to export, fine, just say so, close down your industry. But Scott, throughout the 1990s, when my government, of which I was a member of for 18 years, fought the debt and deficit, one of the... One of the things that came to our rescue was the growing amount of oil we could sell via existing pipelines to the United States. And back then, there wasn't really the criticism of pipelines and blockage of pipelines. So, you know, throughout much of the 90s and early 2000s, we were able to ramp up the amount of oil we were selling, and we were getting within 10 to $15 of world price. In other words, on a day like today, we'd be able to get 60 bucks a barrel when everyone's getting 65 to $75. Uh, so that in and of itself is significant. Today, it's about 37 uh, it also means, of course, that uh, you know we uh, were able to pay off the debt deficit, so things were on, really on a roll, and uh, that was fine up until we hit a limit around 2015, 2016. We started hitting capacity issues, and that's when the Americans uh, buyers said, uh, "Oh, you got a problem here? No pipelines? Uh, we'll uh, we'll we'll be glad to buy it from you, but you're going to double the amount you sell to us or uh, trade it at half price." And that's exactly what's happened. I, I just think it's important for Canadians to understand what happens. Think of it this way. What if tomorrow all of the car manufacturers here in Ontario were told, uh, you know, you're getting X amount per unit, say 10,000 per unit. Well, because you don't have the capacity or you don't have access to the United States, it's now 5,000. You would see the destruction of the automotive industry virtually overnight. Well, that's what's happened in Western Canada. And for people who think, ah, that's their problem over there, uh, it represents about a 20% hit to the Canadian economy. In other words, Oil and gas, both those uh, uh, industries are tied. Represents one in five dollars generated in this country. That's an awful lot of uh, importance for uh, for all of us, whether we work out there, whether we live out there or not. So, blocking this, hailed by the trendies, uh, has done untold damage to the Canadian economy. Much of which we haven't quite completely felt yet, but we will start to feel it here in eastern Canada.
0: The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to three on nine hundred CHML.